The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. On Facebook, the Chris Salcedo Show. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX. Coming up this hour, folks, I will uh, we'll get to this whole... Budget debate, building the wall and funding and keeping the government running and government shutdown. And even over at Fox, even over at Fox, the predicate is this. If you have a Democrat in office and the Republicans don't pass a budget, it's Republicans' fault for shutting down the government. If you have a Republican in office and the Democrats don't give the Republican what he wants, it's still the Republicans' fault. I can't... They even over at Fox News Sunday, the predicate was, hey, if the Republican wants it, if there's ever a shutdown, it's all the Republicans fault. And, and, and nobody wants a shutdown. And the Repub- let, 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 I'm, not, I'm not phrasing this artfully. Let me try this another way. That every single time there's a shutdown, regardless of who's responsible, the Republican is always blamed. How about that? And they bend over backwards to blame the Republican, even though if there's a government shutdown right now, it will be courtesy of the Democrats. So, at any rate, we'll get into this coming up. Did you guys see, this was a Blaze post over the weekend. Who posted this? This was um, Chris Enlow. Bill Nye, the fake science guy. Did you guys see this? He was on a CNN panel. Um, Let me just read, because Chris wrote this up pretty well. It was kind of delicious the way he wrote it out. Bill Nye, known for his 1990s science kids show, who has since been an outspoken advocate of man-made climate change, accused CNN of doing a disservice to its audience on Saturday by having a real scientist on their network to discuss climate change. Now think about this. This real scientist wasn't on board with the alarmist position. So you had Bill Nye, who was not a real science guy, and a real scientist dissenting. And then Bill Nye, in typical Berkeley fashion, says, you're doing a disservice because you had somebody who was opposing me. I don't want him on here. Wetting himself, peeing himself, because there was, just, there was a dissenting point of view on climate change 
on man-made global warming. The CNN New Day Saturday panel, which included Nye and William Harper, a physicist at Princeton University, became heated after Harper said the climate change that Nye talks about is a myth. There's this myth, he said, that's developed around carbon dioxide, that it's a pollutant. But you and I both exhale carbon dioxide with every breath. Each of us emits about two pounds of carbon dioxide a day. So are we polluting the planet? Now, most left-wingers will tell you yes. Let me just come away from Mr. Enlow's piece here. A lot of liberals think that we are the problem with planet Earth, the people. And if we just disappeared, then the animals and, and the spirits and, and Mother Gaia would be just fine without us. Maybe Bill Nye, the science guy, is one of these flower children. Anyway, Harper had advised Donald Trump on climate issues. Quote, carbon dioxide is, is a perfectly natural gas. It's just like water vapor. Let me give you guys a little science. The last time I read up on this extensively was this. The most abundant greenhouse gas in Earth's atmosphere is water vapor. 96% of the Earth, the Earth's greenhouse gas is water vapor. The other 4% is made up of various other gases. Now, of that 4%, 4% of that is CO2. Okay, that's CO2. Of that CO2, anywhere between 2 to 4%, depending on which part of the planet you're in, of that, of that 4% of 4% is man-made. Okay? So, carbon dioxide, the vast majority of it on the planet is naturally occurring anyway. And what Bill Nye, the science guy, and some of these other leftists want us to want us to believe is that man's, by comparison, minuscule contribution to CO2 is enough to throw the whole ecosystem out of balance. And it's absurd. To the point to where these idiots are talking about regulating cow farts because they produce methane CO2. What? I, no, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, no, they, they want, some left-wingers want to regulate cow farts. I, I am not lying. Look that up. So, at any rate, so Bill Nye doesn't like the fact that there's somebody, see, it's a religion for guys like Bill Nye. And you're being a heretic by, by not going along with left-wing orthodoxy on this. So Bill Nye says, well, th- this, guy, this guy believes the earth is round. He shouldn't be on here because we all know it's flat, says Bill Nye, the science guy. Because remember... Back in the day, if I can keep up this analogy, common sense and, and uh, consensus said the earth was flat. And then it took a heretic to the Catholic Church, Galileo was it, to posit that the earth was round. So Bill Nye is on the, is, is now the man who is, carrying the theological line that man is causing all the changes in the earth's climate. That big ball of light in the sky has nothing to do with it. It's getting warmer. It has nothing to do with the sun. (laughs) Okay. And so here comes a real scientist. And remember, it bears pointing out that Bill Nye is not a scientist. 
And a real scientist comes on and says, well, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a fantasy. It's a myth. So, and then Bill Nye says, well, CNN, you shouldn't have dissenting voices on. It's, it's Bill Nye wants CNN to become Berkeley. Hell, it almost already is. But at any rate, uh, telephone numbers, 888-933-93, We're discussing net neutrality coming up next, folks. And if you've ever been confused about what net neutrality is, what it isn't, um, stick around. Because, I, look, I am, I am first to admit that this confuses the hell out of me. It really does. And I think that's, that's on purpose. Uh, so we'll talk about that coming up next. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. You're on The Blaze. Dismantling liberal ideology, one issue at a time. This is The Chris Salcedo Show, The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Listening to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Chris Salcedo Show. We'll get back to your calls here in a second. I wanted to. Uh, this is this is something that has baffled me since we started talking about it. This whole idea of net neutrality. Now you guys know that YTK is the show's resident millennial, and not even he fully understands what this whole thing's about. So <laughs> I, uh, I I got to tell you. Uh, that trying to get this thing straight has been a struggle for me. Let's talk about this with our guest, Phil Kirpin. He's a president of the American Commitment to uh, American Commitment, a columnist on Fox News Opinion, chairman of the Internet Freedom Coalition, and author of the 2011 book Democracy Denied. Phil, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Hey, Chris, great to be with you. Okay, now look, a lot of folks are confused by this. Now, uh, here's what I do know. That the Obama administration imposed net neutrality on the country, uh, through, not, not through a law because they couldn't get a law passed, but they did it through uh, the Federal Communications Commission. Is that correct? That's right. Three, okay. two party line vote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so this was an imposition. There was no Democratic debate about it. This was just Obama being, uh, you know, the dictator we knew that he was. So. Explain, folks, first off, because everybody within the sound of my voice most likely uses the Internet in some form or fashion. Explain what this is all about. Yeah, you know, the reason it's hard for you and most people to keep track of is uh, the definition changes every couple of years. And uh, the proponents of this, the liberals that have been pushing for regulations on the Internet, um, have shifted their rationales uh, a number of times before they finally got what they wanted in 2015. But basically, the original idea of net neutrality was kind of the engineering principle that uh, you could attach any device or application to the Internet and it could talk to any other application or device on the other side of the network and everything would be treated 
did basically the same in between, that the network would treat all the traffic that goes over it the same way. And um, that kind of made sense in the early days of the Internet. But, but even in very early on, it became clear that different types of traffic had to be treated differently. Because if you were doing streaming video or you were doing a phone call over the Internet, that those packets have got to get where they're going or it's not going to be usable versus, you know, say, an email where if it gets there 10 or 20 seconds later, it makes no difference. And so in practice, uh, the way these networks have been developed, there are millions and millions of lines of code, a huge amount of intelligence built into the networks, uh, highly sophisticated routers that do treat different types of traffic differently so that it can all work and so that it can keep innovating and doing things that no one ever would have thought of, you know, in the right. mid-90s when the internet and, was and, first and privatized. To, to dumb this down, though, it's basically what you're talking about is speed. Uh, there, are, there are various speeds required to handle different tasks. So you need high bandwidth if you're going to if you're going to be doing streaming video and that kind of thing or streaming radio because we we uh, have the technology to do that now as opposed to just firing off an email or a text message right yeah, or, or whatever it might be. There, there are different network characteristics. There's a lot of sophistication. The point is, you know, the Internet was deregulated, privatized in the mid-90s. And, you know, for the first 18 years or so after that, uh, it was a very lightly regulated free market where uh, the phone companies competed with the cable companies, competed with wireless, competed with other new entrants. And uh, we, we sort of had this remarkable innovation growth, huge amount of investment, developing all kinds of remarkable things. And then in 2015, uh, on that 3-2 party line vote at the FCC, we had a big change, and they decided that we're going to regulate the Internet like a regulated public utility using a law written in the 1930s for the old Ma Bell telephone monopoly. And we haven't really seen, you know, we haven't seen the Internet stop working in the in the couple years since, but we have uh, seen a pretty significant decline in private investment, and we've seen thousands of complaints filed at the FCC, uh, and they haven't acted on any of them. They just sort of let them stockpile. And I think that what would have happened if the Democrats had won this last election is you would have started to see the FCC Enforcement Bureau take actions and prohibit different types of business arrangements, different types of products, impose rate regulation potentially, and otherwise cause all kinds of mischief, putting themselves in charge of the Internet instead of it being a competitive market place. Now, instead of that happening, we got Donald Trump. Uh, he elevated Ajit Pai, who was one of the two Republicans on the commission who dissented from that 2015 order. Uh, Trump elevated him to chairman. And later this week, we're probably going to see a plan from him to reverse this vote and go back to a lightly regulated free market approach to the internet. And uh, we're going to see the left go crazy and all their usual fake news outlets. And they're going to say the evil phone and cable companies are going to block what website you can go to and cause all kinds of mischief if they're not regulated and um, it's all nonsense of course because well, if they ever did that they'd lose all their customers and so as so, I, I it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks coming up I think so. as I understand it Phil that the, the Democrats wanted to do to the internet what they did to health care and health insurance they wanted to make Obamacare for the internet to where government controls everything and take out competition they they, they, they wanted to do what they did to education they want to take competition out of it and and drive excellence out of it uh, and, and that's usually what the net effect of when Democrats Democrats try to try their hand at business, something they have no idea how to how to conduct. Do I have this about right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they were going to make basically every aspect of the Internet under the control of the FCC. And in particular, not even the presidentially appointed commissioners, of the FCC, but the unelected bureaucrats at the Enforcement Bureau of the FCC were going to be able to make decisions what is and is not allowed on the Internet uh, to sort of micromanage it, supposedly in our own best interest. Very similar to all those other areas where we've had government, uh, you know, take over parts of the free economy that you mentioned. Uh, as I said, we didn't see the worst of this uh, because they were sort of 
backing up the the details and the specifics until uh, they they thought they were going to win another election. And so now uh, now we're going to have the fight to undo it. So we're I hope never going to have to see uh, government micromanagement and control of the internet uh, actually reach its uh, full implementation. But as I said, you know the the left is going to tell a lot of lies and smears, and uh, they're not going to go down without without throwing a bunch of punches here uh, well, as this is unwound. Uh, by the way, Phil Kirpin, our guest right now, president of American Commitment columnist on Fox News Opinion and chairman of the Internet Freedom Coalition, and the book is Democracy Denied. Give us an example of one of the lies that you expect to hear and then a counter to that lie. Well, they're almost certainly going to say that without regulation, uh, Comcast is going to start blocking what websites you can go to and uh, redirect traffic to their own internal websites away from competitors and uh, limit your speech online. And uh, th- those are the scare stories they always tell. Isn't and, uh, Google already doing pretty- that? <laughs> Well, yeah, that's well, yeah, exactly. First of all, that's a really good point. You know, the uh, the big Silicon Valley companies, Twitter and Facebook and Google, they uh, pushed for these regulations and they benefit from these regulations because these regulations prevent the phone and cable companies from competing with Google in the online advertising market. They prevent the phone and cable companies from asking Google Google to pay part of the cost of all the massive bandwidth they consume with YouTube. And so these big Silicon Valley companies are like the clear winners of regulating their competitors in this whole thing. But you're right. These scare stories, they've never happened. You know, the phone and cable companies were unregulated for 20 years. They never did anything like that. Yeah. Well, uh, Phil Kirpin, man, I really appreciate the time here on the Chris Salcedo show. And thanks for the for sorting this out. See, folks, I think I think I was right. I was right to make sure that I to, to make sure that I was skeptical of a big time government boondoggle that's being thrown down. That's exactly what this is. Now, now, now consider this. And what I, what I just said to Phil Kirpin, Google is already masking what we do on the Internet. Google is already saying, oh, uh, hey, look, I, uh, I got a search here for, let's say, net neutrality. And all they're going to bring up is a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of, how shall we say, uh, information that is pro net neutrality. Because that, that, that's how they roll. Because Google has a vested interest in empowering government to regulate and make sure that they are the the king of the hill. It's just like Obamacare. Obamacare did a deal with the traders insurance companies. Traders insurance companies padded the pockets of the Democrats. And voila, we're forced to subsidize other people's health care. And pay ridiculous rates to these traders insurance companies. So it's the same deal with net neutrality. These Silicon Valley companies, all liberal donors uh, to, uh, to, to Democrats, they want government to go in there and make them the king of the, he- king of the hill without having to compete, without having to, to win the marketplace of ideas. And who pays? You and me. Who doesn't get any choice? You and me. And again, Whenever Democrats fix something, you can count on paying out the nose for it. And that's precisely what this this whole net neutrality thing is. Perverted, as most things liberal are, from what the, the original intent was. And, there, and, and as a matter of fact, now that I heard Phil's explanation of this, this is exactly what liberals always do. They will lie to you about what their real intent is because 
You know, we're told, oh, this is going to keep it free. It's going to make sure that you can, that everybody has access access to it. What they don't tell you is, is that it's going to be a hell of a lot more. Yeah, everybody's got access. You got to pay out the nose to get it. So you can donate to these companies who are big Democrat donors. So those companies can continue to donate to Democrats. Nice little tidy uh, arrangement, if you ask me. So this is what happens when you put liberals in, in charge of government. They will write legislation. Design, if they can't control it, folks, they don't want anything to do with it. If they can't control it, then if it's free and it's fair and you're making the decision, they don't want it. Only if they can get a piece of it. Only if Democrats can profit from it. Only if Democrats can regulate it and make you pay for it. So you continue to subsidize them and their agenda. That's the only way that you're going to get anything out of Democrats. It has to benefit them. To hell with benefiting the people or benefiting the country. Democrats believe in benefiting themselves. You have the prior administration to see for that. Again, and this bears pointing out too, net neutrality wasn't legislation. They couldn't get it through the legislative process. So what did Obama do? He was a dictator about it. He imposed it on us. Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. You're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. I'm glad you've tuned in. This is your radio republic. Unlike your current federal government, your views are heard, listened to, and addressed right here in this program. I should say, now we have to make an amendment. I think that the, the Trump part of the federal government is actually listening to us, reflecting more of what we the people want. Can't say the same for Congress. But uh, anyway, uh, let me, uh, what I was trying to explain and probably inartfully so earlier on in the program was this, this talk now of a, avoiding a government shutdown. Now it's all about, you know, because Obama didn't do his job. Congress didn't do his, their job last year. They have, we haven't done budgeting in an awful long time. So here you've got... Uh, uh, continuing resolution. This might have been an omnibus. I, can't, I think it was an omnibus that got us to this point. Fully funded Obamacare and all that crap. So now we're going to have to keep the government open until the end of the fiscal year where I asked, remember, Senator Cornyn, whether or not we were going to get back into this idea of budgeting to help keep government spending under control. Not that it was much help, but at least, at least it's something that's on paper it's something that's that they've got as a guidepost and if they go above and beyond it it's it, 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 when you budget and you and you, you've got a guideline it, you're you're less even though they'll probably figure out ways to continue to overspend they're less likely to do so outside of a budget that's been agreed upon and signed by a president they'll still find a way i know they i'm not that naive but so now, so now the focus is on, okay, well, how are we going to avoid a government shutdown because Trump wants funding for the border wall? 
That was a promise he made. And you know, to be frank, a, a, a lot of Americans want funding for the border wall. The Border Patrol and those who are of sound mind recognize that uh, obstructions are force multipliers. Obstacles uh, at the border are force multipliers. That way we don't have to fully staff the border. Every, you know, every uh, 100 feet, we don't have to have a border patrol person. You know what I mean? So the, the question turns into now, well, if, if Donald Trump, let's just say Donald Trump was Barack Obama. And Barack Obama wanted to build the wall. The, the, the mainstream press narrative would be, well, are you Republicans going to do it? And let's just say the Republicans didn't want to finance the, uh, President Obama's wall. Well, this is what Obama wants. Are you really going to shut down the government, Republicans, and not, and not give him what he wants? It would be the Republicans' fault, you see. But now, the roles are reversed. You've got universally every Democrat and some weak-kneed Republicans, mostly Democrats, who are willing to thwart Donald Trump's request for, for funding for a border wall. And guess what? Since Donald Trump's a Republican, he's still at fault. So are you going to shut down the government, Donald Trump? The question turns into, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is it, and, and this, is, this is a problem with the basket of biased press, even over at Fox News Sunday, to where if it's a government shutdown, it must be the Republicans' fault, no matter who's in power, no matter who's causing the shutdown. In this case, it would be Democrats. So I'll take you to Fox News Sunday, discussion with the OMB director, Mick Mulvaney, Office of Management and Budget. And listen to the, listen to the nature of this question from Chris Wallace. The predicate is, oh, it's your fault. Oh, hold on a second. You guys can't hear that, can you? Hold on a second. Ellie, I inadvertently took this plug out of here. So you, I mean, I guess I gotta be able to hear this. Hold on a second. Let me just recue this so you guys can hear it. President Trump uh, has talked about a number of items he'd like to see uh, in this government funding bill, which are so important that he's willing to see the government shut down if he doesn't get them. See that? He's willing. It's, it's his fault. It's Trump's fault because the Republican is desirous of it. Even though it would be the Democrats' fault for shutting it down, he gets the blame because he was so unreasonable to oppose Democrats. What what they're talking about is funding the border wall. And here's Mick Mulvaney's answer. I don't think anybody's trying to get to a shutdown. Shutdown is not a desired end. It's not a tool. It's not something that we want to have. We want our priorities funded and one of the biggest priorities during the campaign was border security keeping americans safe and part of that was a border wall and we still understand why the democrats are so wholeheartedly against it they voted for it in 2006 he's talking about the secure fence act schumer obama hillary they all voted for it bush signed it into law now one might think that there was a little wink-wink, nod-nod between the Republican president at the time and the Democrats. Hey, we just, we'll sign it. We'll, the galloping hordes out there, the pitchforks and the, the torchbearers, uh, we'll placate them. We just won't fund it. And they didn't. 
couple of sections got built and then they stopped. They just didn't fully fund government. How many Democrats paid a price for not fully funding government? None. None. Because the basket of biased press doesn't want the wall either. Doesn't want a barrier system. We're, we're one world collectivist government as far as the left-wingers and the press are concerned. There should be no walls. We should be just as poor as every other nation out there because we're guilty over it. You know, all this liberal claptrap. So we must invite all of these people from all over the globe to illegally trespass into our country so we can be made less safe, so we can be made less um, less secure financially because it's up, to, it's up to America to subsidize every citizen of the world. You know, that, that, that's the predicate with education. Did you guys know that? Plier versus Doe, 1970, what was it, four, six? Where it was, it was determined, the Supreme Court determined that illegals are entitled to taxpayer-funded education. Yeah. Because the 14th Amendment says person, not citizen. And that was their rationale. So Democrats actually believe this stuff. Democrats actually believe, well, yeah, of course, it's America's responsibility to pay for the world. You know, and America is unjust. And America is, uh, we should all feel guilty for our success. And that's where they come from. Uh, then Senator Obama voted for it. Senator Schumer voted for it. Senator Clinton voted for it. So we don't understand why Democrats are now playing politics just because Donald Trump is in office. Well, we understand why, because they don't like Donald Trump. They're not going to give him any victories. So Fox News Sunday continued to talk about how um, these negotiations are going. And there was a proposal by Trump, a little give and take here. Trump said, okay, as much as I don't like Obamacare, I'll fund it so long as it's the rule of law. Uh, For every dollar you give me for the wall, I'll give you a dollar to fund Obamacare. Sounds, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's called a deal, folks. It's called, it's called horse trading. It's how it's done in D.C. One problem, the Democrats don't negotiate. The Democrats are like the kids at Berkeley. They stomp their feet on the ground. They, they cry and they whine. They pee themselves. And uh, the Democrats said, no, non-starter. Democrats say that is a non-starter and that what you're in effect doing with that, with that trade is that you are holding hostage health insurance for millions of lower income Americans. Actually, what I would say is that they're holding hostage national security. Again, something they've supported in the recent past when, that, when President Obama was in the Senate. So we don't understand why this is breaking down like this. And we're worried, Chris, that this is sending a message that this is going to be the next four years, that Neil Gorsuch uh, was not just, the, the, just a, a one-off thing, that the Democrats will oppose everything that this president wants to do, which is stunning to us, especially when we are offering them something they but want in some return. Some people wonder, Director, what how much leverage you have. I mean, if what you're saying is give us what we want, and if you don't, we're going to cut off funding that would provide health insurance for millions of lower income Americans. Are you is, are you willing to take that political hit? We're trying to get a border wall to protect millions of low income Americans. Yeah. What does health care matter if you don't have national security? If you allow a terrorist cell to infiltrate on the southern border, if you allow a narco-terrorist to infiltrate the southern border, if you allow MS-13 to continue to import its gang members and it takes over your neighborhood, maybe kills your children, kills you, 
What good's your health care then? If you're dead. Masking. Nancy Pelosi tells me the press. Meanwhile, Democrats, uh, well, we no likey the wall, says Nancy Pelosi. The Democrats do not support the wall. And I think that the Republicans on the border states do not support the wall. Which is a lie that they, they do support it, by and large. The Republicans have the votes in the House and the Senate and the White House to keep government open. The burden to keep it open is on the Republicans. The wall is, in my view, immoral, expensive, unwise. Immoral, expensive, and unwise. So every country that has a wall is immoral and unwise. So Nancy Pelosi has just declared that Mexico, on its southern border with its wall down there, is immoral. That Israel, the state of Israel, that has walls and barrier systems, according to Nancy Pelosi, are unwise and immoral. And uh, when the president says, well, I promised a wall during my campaign, I, I don't think he said he was going to pass a billions of dollars of cost of the wall onto the taxpayer. Right. And then finally, Nancy Pelosi tells me at the press that what I just told you, Dems don't negotiate. Democrats don't negotiate. They whine, they moan, they complain, but they don't negotiate. They get their way or they shut it down. And that is your modern-day Democrat, just like you're seeing on the college campus of Berkeley. They shut it down. They whine, they, they complain and moan. Um, what's wrong with giving the president his money for a border wall in exchange for a priority that is not his, keeping Obamacare uh, fully functional and funded, uh, as a priority that's important to you? What's wrong with that kind of horse trading in Washington? What is wrong with it, that scenario, is the wall. The president talks about how tall it is, who's going to pay for it, and all the rest of that. But you have to come, you have to understand this part of the country. There's a community with a border going through it. That's how liberals see the border. That it was so wrong of the United States to put up a border through that community. She's, you know who says that? That left-wing extremist group, La Raza. La Raza says, oh yeah, the desert southwest actually belongs to Mexico. Even though we had a war in, you know, Land is ours, but look, I got more from Pelosi the other side of the break. Wait, wait till you hear what she says next on the Salcedo Show. Be right back. Reminding America that limited constitutional government is cool. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo Show. Listen, dial, speak. 888-900-3393. The president, I think, talking about this wall is expressing a sign of weakness. He's saying, I can't control our borders. I have to build a wall. We certainly would like to. Uh, we we as a, have a responsibility to control our borders. Building a wall is not an answer. Not here or any place. <laughs> Uh, 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 building a wall is not a, is not an answer any place. Yeah, uh, we already brought up the fact that Mexico does it, uh, Israel does it, a lot of countries do it. Very effective. Number one, number two, a sign building a wall to secure your southern border is a sign of weakness, according to the leader of the Democrats in the House, Nancy Pelosi. 
Are you kidding me? So what is a sign of strength? Leaving the borders wide open to be infiltrated by any Tom, Dick, and Harry who wants to come in? Oh, that's that's a sign of strength? Ignoring federal immigration law? Ignoring the rule of law is a sign of strength, Nancy Pelosi? You reprobate witch. What is, what is wrong with people? That is, that is patently absurd. Not only is she insulting every ally or other nation out there that wants to, that actually takes seriously guarding its borders. It's just, it, it, all she gets up there is, it, all she does is just spout insane pablum. And that's what this is. It's absolute utter tripe. Uh, uh, a wall is never a solution. Bull! It is a great solution. And those on the border, the Border Patrol agents, the ones who actually take seriously protecting the country, not that Nancy Pelosi is afflicted with this whatsoever, taking seriously protecting the country, those who actually have to do the damn job, they think it's necessary. They say, yeah, we need a wall. We need a barrier system to help us out, to help us do our job. Nancy Pelosi, uh, uh, well, that's not an answer. Yeah, it is an answer. It's not an answer for the future of the Democrat Party. We understand that. What you Democrats are trying to do, import a dependent class of individuals from all over the, all over the world so you can convince them to vote for you guys. They might, might be clueless enough about our system to actually vote for a Democrat. But you got to be a complete idiot and completely ignorant of who Democrats are to even vote for these people anymore. It's, it's patently absurd. And there on Meet the Press, Nancy Pelosi demonstrated why she's ridiculous. And the entire Democrat Party is ridiculous. God, grief. Uh, 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 the, the border wall is never a solution. It's a sign of weakness. No, it's a sign of somebody serious about keeping the country safe. Remember, everybody, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Catch you tomorrow, folks. Back here on The Blaze. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is The Blaze Radio Network.